0: Sci-Fi for Me Radio presents Timothy Harvey, Jason Hunt. This is H2O. Welcome everyone to this episode of H2O. My name is Jason Hunt.
1: And I am Timothy Harvey. Do we have an echo here?
0: We do because um, we need to mute that over there. <clears throat> Which one? Uh, on the keyboard. Top, top of the top. This one? No, the one in the middle works. There you go. Please, ah, there we are. Do we want to start that again? No, we're fine. No, we're fine. Okay. Because we don't know what we're going to talk about <laughs> anyway, so we're not cutting into any time.
1: Well, no, we could certainly... We, there was so much from SDCC that we did not talk about. And...
0: Yeah, but I don't have any of my notes on any of that.
1: Well, you had a whole bunch of notes. What did you do with them?
0: I tossed them because we talked about everything that was in those notes. Those notes were specific to that show. And oh, okay. And I didn't have anything left over.
1: There was it, a lot of notes
0: there. I, yeah, we talked about oh, all of it. okay. Yeah, we covered it all.
1: All right. Well, never mind. We covered SDCC. We're yep. done.
0: <laughs> we could. Thanks for listening,
1: folks. Uh, <laughs> See <you> next
0: week. <laughs> now, we, there's there's the Google thing, but we're not going to talk about the Google thing tonight right, because we did the political episode already. But yeah. we're gonna we I've I've just started reading the memo, um, and we I need to do some some due diligence on on reading that, reading some of the underlying documentation. Because it's a mess, and it's turning into a big ugly mess, and even worse of a mess. So we'll uh, we'll we'll look at that.
1: Yeah, but I imagine ultimately we will. That would be a piece of something else. Because I don't think I don't see. I honestly can't see us spending an entire episode talking about that. Because to some degree, mm-hmm. with with a little, I guess, a little preview, is that it it seems to come back to some very curious ideas about people in general um i don't know it's just it's it is a it is a thing that is not going to be an interesting uh, or an easy discussion it could go mm. it could or certainly could go i don't know i mean it's, it's some yeah. of this stuff some of this stuff
0: Oh, I know, I know, I know. And you, you know, add a
1: period or a dot, dot, dot to that. Can you just, I mean, can it could just—I mean, it can be a statement that stands on its own. Uh, well, in that case, Shake there would be four. Head. There
0: would be four dots because proper punctuation. You have the ellipses, that's the three, uh-huh. and then a period at the end is the end of the sentence. So there would be. That's right. why there's four at the end of the the roll-up in Star Wars. Right. Because there's four, because mm-hmm. it's proper punctuation. People However, don't know that.
1: an English teacher will sit there and look at you and go, that's not how you end a sentence. <laughs> <laughs> that's true.
0: That's true. But still. I mean, it may, you know,
1: in context, it kind of makes sense. But you, Mrs. Jimenez, my high school, uh, oh gosh, junior high, junior high English teacher, would have basically walked up and got, leaned over the desk and go, that is not Correct. (laughs) On the other hand, she also told, um, she tried to convince the class that the color green, the emphasis of the color green in The Rocking Horse Winner. Are you familiar with that short story? I am not. Okay. Um, Oh, goodness, I can't remember the name of the author. Mindy, you want to look that up? The Rocking Horse Winner? I want to say it's John Updike, but I'm probably wrong. In any event, um, the color green is very prevalent. Mm -hmm. And she insisted that, that... was an, uh, an emphasis on money and wealth, to which my friend Mark, a very, very smart uh, a friend of mine who I've known, probably, probably one of my oldest friends, D.H. Uh, Lawrence. Lawrence, thank you. D.H. Lawrence is English. The pound is not green. <laughs> so referencing green as the color of money from a British author at a time, it's, eh, it's mm. kind of a stretch yeah. in terms of – but anyway – you know what I
0: forgot to do? What's that? I forgot to turn on the overhead light for the Twitch stream are over waiting? there because we're we're streaming live now. Those of you who listen to us just as a podcast, mm-hmm. uh, you might have missed the memo that we actually stream our recording session live on Thursday nights over on Twitch, mm-hmm. and there's a camera, and there we are. It's video, yes. big as life, because it's video. Uh, but I didn't turn on the light.
1: It's not that dark though.
0: It's not that dark. And nobody's watching anyway. So <laughs> I guess it doesn't. And what
1: happens to the video after after this?
0: Uh it stores on Twitch for a certain amount of time. Mm-hmm. And then we record it right. as well, and then that recording we upload for a replay over on our YouTube channel. So, so it's actually so it actually is going to live it lives in both sure, places. So you can watch
1: us and you can listen to us. Yeah. Or Watch us or listen to us. Right. Or listen to us and watch us. Or
0: or <laughs> you could you could watch on either Twitch or or, or YouTube mm-hmm. and listen on iTunes or podcast.com. Now or you it won't be out of sync. Them all <laughs> and yeah. and uh, rule the world if you can figure out how to sync them all. By the way, I am drinking my coffee from a Spider-Man mug today. It is Spider-Man's 55th birthday today.
1: He's looking awfully good for 55. August
0: 10th, 1962. Spider-Man's debut in Amazing Fantasy number 15.
1: And he's only had a reboot about 25 times. Oh, By the sorry, way, I'm just talking about the cinematic reboot you know, in the comics.
0: <laughs> did you know Uncle Ben dies? Oh, fine. Well, I, I don't have to watch. Whatever. He you doesn't know. die in every reboot, though. <laughs> no. <it's, laughs> he, hasn't, he hasn't died the fir- in the in the new one yet.
1: Well, no, because we know he's dead.
0: He's, Did you see Tom Holland wants, uh, wants Toby Maguire to come back and play Uncle Ben?
1: That would be awesome. <laughs> However, um, I'm going to go on a limb here and say that he might be a little young for, for Marissa Toby. I,
0: I would think. I would think I mean so. I'm not saying yeah. that you
1: can't have that kind of relationship. I, whatever works for you guys. I mean, I'm just saying step uncle. Oh
0: you know, you know Ben Ben's Ben's not May's okay, it is, first husband. It is kind of, <laughs> It is it is kind Because, you know of, the way they the way they depicted her in this movie, she's kind of a cougar. I mean, she's you know, everybody that was her defining characteristic was that she was a hot older woman. I'm not I, disagreeing um, with you. I mean, I, Marissa Tomei is, is, is a really, really good actress. She is. She's very, very good. And, and I don't know that this – I don't, think, this, I don't, I don't know know that, think she was given enough to do with I, this I honestly – no,
1: she wasn't. But I think that uh, – it's been really interesting. So you look at the, the comic book version of Aunt May. Who Which one? Oh, no, the, we're going to the original. We're going to 616. Uh, yeah, 616. Okay. Who has – who is this skinny – her head is basically a triangle with a bun. Yeah. And she's old. Old. She is the oldest aunt that
0: I, I have. I mean, she's older than Granny in the Looney Tunes.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, she's... I, I'm, I'm not entirely sure how old Peter's parents are in the 616 universe anymore. If, if, aunt, is, if aunt May is like a, a sibling of one of them. But anyway, she's, she's this tiny, frail little old woman. Right. Now, when The Ultimate Line came out, they made her. They kept the white hair, mm-hmm. but they made her probably in her fifties. Yeah, and she's a uh, strong-willed, strong, um, uh, intelligent woman who. She's went, active. She's active. So they. they <clears throat> but it was one of the.
0: Uh, now I will. I will say though that you know in terms of the age difference between you know Peter's parents and May. Okay, so May Parker is her married name. Mm-hmm. So Ben was the brother. So Ben's Ben's, right. you know, Peter's dad and Ben and are brothers. There,
1: there's definitely age differences between siblings that can be quite. bit. my my ex girlfriend Camilla was the baby of the family. My mother, is, and she yeah. was, but she was also a big surprise. She was not. Mm. She was an unexpected child. And so there was literally a 20 year difference between her and her older sibling
0: my mom my mother's oldest brother was 21 years older than she was mm-hmm. her next oldest brother's eighteen and then her sister's eleven years older so mm-hmm. there's that there is I mean, that wide gap there I mean
1: there's there's eight years between me and my younger brother. It's not like we're you know yeah. So yeah, it's, it's something that can happen, but it's just it's always been it was always a very curious thing that Aunt May was so this tiny fragile creature in the comics. I mean, you know, she she'd swoon for crying out loud. I mean, it would be like, <laughs> you know, Peter, Peter would never tell her, was never didn't want her to know that he was Spider-Man because he was afraid it might kill her. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And and so when when Aunt May finds out that Peter is Spider-Man in the Ultimate Universe, it was kind of like well, are you going to be okay? Because mm-hmm. you realize you're a teenager, right? And yeah. you know, and she was um, wear a pair of extra socks. <laughs> so it's, but that was back when the Ultimate Line wasn't a disastrous train wreck. Well, because they drove uh, pretty much after. Well, okay. So it's uh, interesting. It's really interesting because so much of the Marvel movie universe is based a lot, as much on the ultimate line
0: mm-hmm.
1: as the regular 616 line.
0: All right.
1: And that's really curious because the ultimate line, the idea was we we're going to sit there and be more realistic and, and more grounded and people are going to behave more like people. Except the X-Men were all awful. They were just terrible terrible people and the Avengers were all awful. <laughs> terrible, terrible people. Yeah. The only good, the only nice character who everyone sat there and went, we like him. He's a good person was Peter Parker.
0: Well, you had Miles Morales.
1: But that was only after Peter Parker died because True. in an event that basically was them saying, let's kill off everyone on the ultimate line. Mm-hmm. And and then Miles Morales came along and oh, – well, they couldn't even keep Peter dead in, in the ultimate line. He came back later.
0: Well, sure. But I mean he's Peter Parker. I mean well, yeah, no. it's, it's, like, right, it's like the Fantastic Four. Um, Two years ago. <clears throat>
1: Two D- years ago. The comic is the top was know, canceled.
0: Two I know. years ago. DC Comics. Do you see that they're coming out with their own? They're called the Terrifics. Sure. Mr. Terrific and I think Metamorpho and Phantom Girl, Phantom Lady, mm-hmm. or whatever whatever her name is now. And a couple of others. They're they're basically DC is basically sitting there going, Neater, 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 it's mm-hmm. Marvel. Because they haven't got the, the Fantastic Four going out. And I saw, what was it? Now, some was of the it? Fantastic
1: Four characters are off another title.
0: Well, yeah, because um, uh, Thing is with uh, Guardians of the Galaxy mm-hmm. right now, and Johnny Storm is somewhere.
1: But Reed and, Reed Sue, and Sue and the kids yeah, they're are all, off, Yeah, they're off on an uh, in, uh, intergalactic thing.
0: So I saw, was it? Tour bleeding cool family travel bleeding cool i think or comicbook.com somewhere i read there's a there one of the writers over at marvel was doing an interview and base, and I, I can't remember the name of who it was I, I was reading this. basically confirmed that the reason marvel is not publishing any fantastic four stuff is because ike perlmutter is mad at fox right
1: yeah, I saw that
0: too. That whole thing there and everyone's was like, <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much it. That you know, uh, I mean, even internally. Mm-hmm. You know, the posters are off the walls. Yeah. Everything Fantastic 4 has Marvel's been Marvel's First Family. Boxed.
1: Remember that? Marvel's yeah. First Family.
0: Well, I, I I yeah. Well, see and and it even came up <clears throat> when uh when Stanley's wife died here a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. He was ready to quit comics. Right. And she said, "Okay, if you're going to quit, do one that you'd say you'd be proud of and then you can quit." Mm-hmm. And he did the Fantastic 4. I right. mean, that was I, I, there's so much tied up in that that group of characters.
1: Cracked did a thing. I want to say it was either late last week or beginning of this week. Mm. And they said that it was two years ago that, that, you know, Fantastic Four was canceled. And they have not been able and nobody cares. There's like there's no big cry to bring back the Fantastic Four. And that the best Fantastic Four movie, of course, was The Incredibles.
0: Right. I would agree with
1: that. And you and I have talked multiple times, and we'll say it again, said it. In the 1960s, mm-hmm. make it part of the larger Marvel universe uh-huh. by having their sh- characters show up in their 50s and you know older older heroes. Yeah,
0: and it's I will so easy and guys. I will venture to say a
1: mere two hundred thousand dollars. I will sell you the rights to this. Story. Consider
0: <laughs> consider this though, uh-huh. because um, Captain Marvel. Mm-hmm. The Marvel version with Brie Larson is set in the 1990s. Right. The beginning of Ant-Man was also set in that time period. Uh Uh-huh. And I would expect that we're at least going to get part of Ant-Man and the Wasp also set in that time period because we've got Michelle Pfeiffer playing Janet Van Dyne. Right. Which is going to be so cool. (laughs) can't wait. (laughs) I cannot wait to see that. Uh, But... Marvel has shown, yeah, we're not afraid to jump around. Right, Now, yeah. assuming that Captain Marvel works, you know, set in the 90s, but also the fact that they're bringing in the Skrulls, mm-hmm. I I would venture to guess that they're laying the groundwork. Because, you know, they were t- there's talk about uh, Doctor Doom getting his own movie over a fox. Right. I don't know how that's going to happen, because how do you do... Dr. Doom without the Fantastic Four. You can't make it. A, you you what, what? He's the anti-hero? Is he the lead? Whatever. But I oh, think...
1: Oh, no. Yeah, you make him, the, you make him the, the, the anti-hero.
0: I think they're laying the groundwork for Fantastic Four to kick off Phase Four. I think that might be I think really, they're planning, really optimistic. I think they planning for the eventuality. I don't think maybe it's well, maybe the, not, maybe not set. Well, the
1: writers might be. I mean, they're, yeah. sorry, I, would, I would not be at all surprised if in that writer's room... Where they're plotting out the this giant empire that is the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Mm, if they have not, if they yeah. have not um, planned for that, but if you, if Ike Perlmutter is going to sit there and go no, then it's not going to happen.
0: Well, see the thing about it is though, now that Kevin Feige has sat there and told Alan Horn that he doesn't want to work with Ike Perlmutter anymore, because Ike Perlmutter is now. You know the creative group, the sure. creative team, is only now in charge of the comics and the television. The They're problem not in is charge of the TV of uh, the movies. The
1: problem is is that you have now had three big budget features, and I'm not talking the Corman one, which is of the four feature films <laughs> is the, the best, best one, one. Yeah, really, which is so bizarre because it was going mean, that film was made to never be released. Right. It was made purely to hold on to the rights.
0: Right. Um, and I honestly think that the Josh Trank movie was the same way. I think it was just like, let's just make one so we can keep it. And, and there is some been that... rumblings and back and forth. I think that I think the Doctor Doom thing is the same thing.
1: It could very well be, but I think but, that I think that you now have three. The, you know, you have three films with the same of the same characters, the same property, mm-hmm. all of which were essentially failures. Yeah, it, the selling a new Fantastic Four film that isn't ten years from now. It's going to be really hard, I think.
0: I think... I'm
1: not saying impossible, I'm just well, saying and
0: Well, and I would say that given that Kevin Feige now is in charge of the whole kit and caboodle. Sure. And the fact that they just did the Spider-Man deal, mm-hmm. and the fact that Feige was a producer on that one, even though Sony's doing the distribution and they get a piece of it... Right, I'm going to sit there and, and and you know I I think that somewhere in the Marvel offices, Feige's sitting there twirling his thumbs and he's going and I think ha ha and he's going to plan there they there is a plan.
1: I don't doubt that there's a plan, but remember that mm-hmm. studios ultimately look at this stuff and say, can we make money? Right. And if you are going, you know we.
0: And I think Fox we is going still to We still don't have a Black Widow movie. I know, but I think we're still. <laughs> I, I mean, think we're going to. I think they're going to figure out. Well, I think we're going to get Black Widow on TV. I think we're going to get Black Widow on Netflix as part of whatever phase later on down the road, and it's going to be a young Black Widow. I don't know. It depends. It depends
1: on what Defenders does because the early <laughs> early uh, reviews of the first three episodes of Defenders have been iffy.
0: Although I've heard good stuff about Christian uh, uh, Ritter and Sigourney Weaver.
1: Well, that's because both of them are really, really fine actors. Yeah.
0: But I think, but... I think the plan, and it, it could very well be that there is a proposal over on the desks of the Fox people that, okay, look, I mean, because Spider-Man: Homecoming mm-hmm. was the best received out of all the Spider-Man movies, right? Yeah, it it may not have had the longevity, it may not have had the legs, sure, for for box office like they wanted, mm-hmm. but. You've got a property now that's tied into an overall bigger universe. Mm-hmm. I mean, DVD sales and Blu-ray are going to be through the roof. Sure. Because it's part of everything. And people who are completists, mm-hmm. whether they like the movie or not, <laughs> it's part of the Marvel Studio, uni- you know, Marvel movie universe. We've got to have it.
1: Which is how Edward Norton still people, some people think he's still playing the Hulk. Uh-huh. Because uh-huh. you got to own the set.
0: Somebody talked about, oh, uh, I saw an interview Article today, James Wan, who's directing the Aquaman movie. Uh, Apparently, they're running into some trouble because water's hard to shoot with.
1: (laughs) So, those of you of a certain age, remember a small little picture called (laughs) Waterworld.
0: Well, you go back even further than that, Bruce. Oh, go back. Well, I mean, Jaws. I mean, Bruce. Bruce didn't work. I mean, the shark didn't
1: work. But Waterworld was the. It is the bar to which one shall not sink below. Right. Uh, for those of you who have not heard some of the stories, uh, let's see, they built this giant floating set off the coast of Hawaii,
0: uh-huh.
1: and there was a hurricane, yeah. <laughs> and it wiped out the movie set.
0: Well, the other thing, too. among other problems with this. Appar- they're doing a lot of, I guess what they're calling dry for wet. Sure, So, right, you know, yeah. this is the green screen stuff. You're in the harness. You're mm-hmm. It's kind of like what they did with uh, Spirit. Right, yeah. Um. So they're doing some of that, too. But he wants to do as much of it practical as of he course, can. And sure. that's a very difficult thing to do. We mm-hmm. saw this with The Abyss with James Cameron. But, yeah, apparently shooting shooting with in, in water, in a water environment, is tough. Well, so... you know, this was,
1: this was always... That was always one of the biggest issues there was ever going to be with an Aquaman live-action anything, is that a significant chunk of the character's... Backstory involves undersea cities, yeah, and not like undersea cities under like a dome, under you know characters swimming around and uh, mermaids.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, people with mm-hmm.
1: people with fish legs and mm-hmm. or fins, and and it's fish, all fish legs, fish legs, fish legs.
0: Yeah, sure, that's uh, the sequel to Fish Heads, right? Right. Well, and. Fish legs, fish There'd legs. A, well, the tie-in will be
1: fish sticks <laughs> and, and really freak out small children. Going, I don't know.
0: It sounds fishy to me. Yeah,
1: oh, but I'm bump, bump. But but, this, but I bring that up. always going to
0: be a challenge. I bring that up because people are starting to talk about Namor. Because right, yeah. is, you're going to have the same issues there. Oh, yeah, of course. Because Namor is Marvel's Aquaman. And I was like, well, I thought, because you talk about, you know, Edward Norton playing the Hulk. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the universal distributed right yeah. hulk which and, was not a terrible movie by the no, way no it wasn't no, it was it was I, much better than the York man one but well that's the reason only because they didn't understand yeah.
1: okay so that movie was an attempt to make a monster movie yeah starring the hulk as opposed to a hulk movie yeah. and i think it was a very interesting experiment experiment in examining the psychology of the hulk but not what not what people wanted yeah but nobody whole, wanted that
0: Giving Bruce Banner daddy issues? He has daddy issues. He has major daddy issues in the comic. Well, but like that. Oh, just, a, a, a
1: significant you know. chunk of the daddy issues you got in that movie are actually comic accurate. No. However, however, uh, his father becoming uh, the Absorbing Man—not yeah, at all. Not no. remotely. That That's that not. bit was completely uh, didn't. It? But the actual relationship with his father, his father's attitude towards him. That stuff is actually from the Peter David, with a really classic Peter David run. Okay, all right. Uh, But again, a psychological breakdown of the Hulk in the comics can be like a six issue arc, Mm -hmm. and and if you're invested in the comic, you're you're gonna enjoy that six issue because it's a divergent track from what you're doing with the big action scenes. Right. For the movie, it's like, okay, Nick Nolte looks like his mugshot photo, and. (laughs)
0: When do they fight? Uh, yeah, <laughs>
1: it's like I'm so confused. What when, does here? when does Hulk smash? Uh, when does Hulk smash?
0: The thing that I like about the Norton thing is that it was more like the T the Bixby TV show. Oh yeah, no, it that was... that on the it, it's it's more Jekyll and Hyde. Mm-hmm. It's it's more I'm on the run. I don't want this monster to come out. I'm trying to do everything that I can to avoid the Hulk appearing and whatever. And Mark Ruffalo carries that through. But the rights to mm-hmm. the hulk <clears throat> this is again this is where we're getting into this right. discussion of you know what can be done what should be done and all of that well namor and the hulk both belong to marvel mm-hmm. but the distribution rights for a movie right. belong to universal pictures still uh, yeah because universal has over the years made the attempt To make a Namor film. Mm -hmm. Apparently, from what I read, there's three scripts that are floating around that have been commissioned off and on throughout the years. So Universal still has the distribution rights to the character.
1: Another character who you're almost having to do an anti-hero role because Namor is an arrogant, Mm. self-absorbed, borderline... mm, This is a dangerous word. Borderline racist against surface dwellers.
0: I can see that. There's a lot, and and, and
1: it's a loaded racist. Of course, is in the political climate is a racist word, but or is is a loaded word. But it's kind of what the character looks at. Looks at regular humanity and goes,
0: Yeah. Well, see the thing, but it is though that also messes up. That also messes up your original defenders roster, because the defenders, the first defenders, were Doctor Strange, Hulk, Namor, and. Thor.
1: Well, and it also uh, really smacks into your uh, smacks into your Fantastic Four. Yeah. It smacks into your Avengers. I mean, it, it, he's been he has been an enemy slash ally of the Avengers, the Defenders, the Fantastic Four, mm. the X Men. Yeah, uh, he was part of uh, Norman Osborn's Dark Avengers not too long ago. Uh, he's been part of the Illuminati, which of course is the 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 cabal the cabal he's always, of, it's of, always a cabal of nominal good guys who kicked yeah. the Hulk into space because reasons I mean it's yeah I don't know now he did have he the, the John the John Byrne series of the 90s early 2000s mm-hmm. I think uh, where he became a CEO was interesting no. <laughs> I thought it, well because he, he basically went I, I've got access to all this wealth yeah I'm go- and I'm going to attempt to change the world through the power of the dollar.
0: Wah-ha-ha. And it
1: was it, for a while there it was interesting. Um I'm not sure it was entirely good, but it was interesting. Yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, I, I tell you. Yeah, it's you, you get into you get into discussions of of the different things that are possible. Oh, well, yeah. You know. And you uh what was it there was um oh it was it was uh the federation the federation president in Star Trek 6. Mm-hmm. When he was talking about just because you can do a thing no he he didn't say it that way. Um Never mind. <laughs> but just because you can do a thing does not mean you should do a thing. Okay, sure. Yes. That's where I was going with mm-hmm. that. I'll just skip ahead. Was it T- uh, TLDR? <laughs> Too long to read? I'll just right skip to the, the end. <laughs> uh, just because you can do a thing. Um, we're getting a reboot. What did I just see? Uh, a reboot of The Munsters announced today. NBC is going to try it again. Let me, let, me, let me say that again. Get a little closer to <sighs> the mic so we can actually hear that. Yes. <sighs> I, know, I know. It's, it's why. Okay. It doesn't work unless you do it in black and white. You okay. have to do it in black and white. Now. Uh,
1: so, this is not an impossible thing. Let me let me let me say that very very clearly. You can it is not an impossible thing to do an Adams Family, a new version of the Adams Family. It's not an impossible thing to do a new version of the Munsters. But it's also really really hard. Mm-hmm. And if you look some okay, so the Adams family is a, is um a, something that has a modicum of success because Raul Julia is uh, you know of the many reasons to regret that he died as young as he did yeah. was he did a very, <coughs> very good Gomez Adams. yeah, he was great and but at the same time, as much as the first two films in that series were very, very entertaining. A lot of fans of the television show hated those movies. And the blowback, and this is pre-internet blowback, mm. so this was, this was letter-writing campaigns and people going, this is terrible, how dare you? Despite the fact that the Addams Family television show was based on the comic strips, yes. the comics, um, the single Im- single pay- pay, uh, image comics, and they were radically different because the original comics were much darker and grimmer. Oh yeah, and so the idea that somehow you know the the TV show was precious because it was an adaptation of another source material as well. So the movies were like three generations of mm-hmm. you know of adaptation, and yet they still managed to make. Two and I don't. I only count the first two films. I mean, they did three. I know, but I count the first. It's it's one of those things where, to be perfectly honest, once you lost for all Julia, yeah, it was kind of like the rest. The for all the fact that it was a, it was a not a bad cast in the third one. It was there was a lot of recasting, mm-hmm. but at the same time, it, it it lost that chemistry that made it work. I I feel, and you know, you can disagree obviously, but. <laughs> The idea that
0: you know This is from Variety. The planned planned reboot is inspired by the original series Mm -hmm. and will follow an offbeat family determined to stay true to themselves as they struggle to fit in in Hipster Brooklyn. Brooklyn. Jill Kargman will executive produce Uh and write the script with Seth Meyers and Mike Shoemaker also executive producing. Seth Meyers, of course, Saturday Night Live.
1: Okay, so the potential, there's some potential there, but the problem I have with that is that this is the Munsters, right?
0: This is the Munsters, not the Adams Family, yes.
1: So this is the Munsters. Yes. I have been to New York. Now, admittedly, I was only there for a week. But having been to New York, Mm-hmm. And having actually been to Brooklyn in the course of that week, very briefly,
0: you know, Captain America's from Brooklyn.
1: Yeah, I know. Um, I don't think that the Munsters would particularly stand out, <laughs> and that's not basically that's not that's not a bash on Brooklyn. That's
0: just no, I, it's. Wait, I, when did when did Brooklyn become hipster?
1: Oh well, so the suburb there's huge chunks of the suburbs of New York, which I think people are are concerned about the gentrification. and I know, the, but the hipster new Brooklyn, new money, I mean, hipster Brooklyn. But Hipsters are everywhere. Hipsters. I know, but Brooklyn. And I, as someone who don't o- think about Brooklyn being home owns for hipsters, ties right? and vests and fedoras. But, I would just like I mean, a word with you, hipsters. <laughs> You're but, ruining but, it for the rest of
0: us. Brooklyn's the Dodgers. Yeah, you know. know I I'm mean, there's a certain particular mystique. We're not that, talking about the Bronx That has come from, from the Dodger, or, New you know, from, or From Brooklyn. Any other things, you know, Brooklyn, there's a certain expectation of what you get out of Brooklyn. New York
1: is, New York is, uh, now, they, what they should do is drop them to Greenwich Village.
0: No, they should put them in Nebraska.
1: <laughs> okay, yes, you're right. If you're, But if you're going to put them in New York, which is they're doing because of production costs sure. and things like that. But you're right. The The, the Munsters is a contrast show. Yeah. It's like, of all things, you're a, a, this is a show you're very rarely going to hear me reference on this show or any of our other podcasts. <laughs> the Beverly Hillbillies,
0: yeah, okay, that's exactly it what was it was. A well, contrast show. It's, it's the exact same kind of thing. It's a model. Well, yeah, it was a model
1: that was used a lot in comedy, which is you put um, contrast. Well, it's the Odd
0: Couple. Well, you the, know? the and- idea, the idea about the monsters. I mean, the house they live in. Mm-hmm. Was in the suburbs, right? And this whole—I mean, you now, could you could play so much with soccer moms with this.
1: But there's also there's also a, a, a cultural thing that was happening at the time too. I think you have to look at the when of the show because well, yeah. if you're looking at '60s suburbia mm. and you know the, that sort of picture perfect again. Well, again, it's it's. Beverly Hillbillies, it's its these people who are living in this very cultured, structured world, right. and then the chaos agent shows up. Yeah. And the chaos agent is not there to cause chaos. The chaos, they're just there to be themselves, and you have these, you know— The chaos and, is, and that's, is incidental to that's that. That's your clash. Your, it's a yeah. culture clash. And now, I think it just—you'd have to—I mean, you can still do it, but it's going to—it lacks— it lacks the idea because America, American that the, the the model of America that they were butting heads with was very much a you know nuclear family, mm-hmm. uh, suburban. You know, women weren't working.
0: Um, you know, well, you could still the, his, do a lot he, of that because you know look at look at the state of the nuclear family now. Yeah, and think, and, I, I know, and just, in this in this day and age where politics is everything, yeah. you could they they could very well do that but because oh if go, you okay. have the monsters as the traditional mm-hmm. nuclear family, yeah. and they drop in where oh that's weird, you guys have been married for how long and you're still married and it's your first wife and what? Okay, yes, and the there's, kids actually belong to you. There's some potential and what? there, but yeah. I think
1: I think that it's, it's and like, you're faithful to your wife. It's what? A, it's another it's another idea that. If done properly and done in a way that is true to the original ideas of the show, you can you can end up going pretty far afield from the original show as long as you're yeah. true to the idea. Yeah, of
0: the you know show. where they ought to shoot it. Hmm. They ought to shoot it at the Munster replica house in Texas. There's an actual house that's at the, it's it's Mockingbird Lane. It's it's, right, it's, yeah. it's 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 yeah, the whole thing done up. You do all the CGI now. Though. Well, sure. <laughs> I put her under water. <laughs> Speaking to CG, we got an email. I got an Check email from on that. I, uh, yeah. I got an email from Ray uh-huh. in Pennsylvania. Yep. Forwarded a link to us, and and I neglected to send it to you. I, saw, I
1: saw the email. Yeah.
0: We are going to discuss it. He sent me a, a ten minute video essay examining the world building of Studio Ghibli, mm-hmm. and it's a very interesting piece. It's very interesting. but something in Ray's. Uh, email kind of caught me up short. Yeah, what's that? When when have I given the impression that I don't like animation?
1: I don't, I don't know that I've ever gotten that impression from you.
0: Well, um, because from from Ray's Ray's email, basically. I don't know if I've maybe something I said. Well, we or, we have I mean, not. because we haven't about, done the anime thing yet, and right? And we still need to, but we have just. And I, that's just,
1: yeah. Some of that's just scheduling, and you and I having ability to to get coordinated on that. And that's you know that a lot of that's just been life mm-hmm. and work schedules and things like that. I you know I think that you and I have talked about. Well, I'm. I i do not know. I'm not sure where he. Yeah. Would get
0: that. Don't normally forward stuff to you, but came across this video the other day. I know you're not a huge fan of animation, but I think this is a well thought out and produced ten minute video.
1: Huh. Well, I, and I don't. I don't. I, and, I, well,
0: I'm, and if if I've if I've given the impression that I'm not a big fan of animation, I apologize because I you know animation. I I'm perfectly fine with animation.
1: Well, and you I, and I have talked about the fact that that you much prefer the more. You, well, we we talked about the fact that the. A lot of the DC animated pictures with going with their some of the darker and edgier things, you felt right, like they have, have stepped away from the idea of an all family entertainment thing. And I would, be, I would inc- be inclined to agree. And yet, oddly enough, when they do go with mature themes like Young Justice, when they did it right, you can do it and get yeah. it right, do it right. And I think that, and, and I believe that I mentioned, um, I found problems with them trying to make Justice League dark, you know, not because yeah, they didn't go, they far, didn't go enough. far enough, right. And because, I mean, again, if you are going if you are going to do a horror version, what the comic book is, mm-hmm. which is you know the the Justice League as almost as a horror story, yeah. then do it.
0: I think the biggest the biggest challenge for me, uh, in terms of animation, is that as a grown up, mm-hmm. I don't get a whole lot of time to sit down and watch animation. I watch Star Wars Rebels, right? Yeah. Um, I have not I have watched a little bit of anime on Netflix you know, now that mm-hmm. I have Netflix. Right. But I have just been so busy. Yeah. I've got a project that I'm sitting on that I shot in November, December—that mm-hmm. I'm still working on. I'm in, in between all of the other projects I've got. So, I've got a
1: documentary that's a year old. Yeah, that, so, I, that I'm not done. It's driving me crazy. So I'm,
0: you know, I'm, I'm not, I'm not opposed to animation. I, 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 I want, I won't. Just to clarify, I like animation just fine. There's certain types of animation I don't care for, mm-hmm. but, um, but uh, yeah,
1: I will make, I make a plug for a recent animation. I finally got a chance to sit down and watch. The, the new slash final season of Samurai Jack. Oh yeah, which I really thought was very well done.
0: I'm looking forward to Young Justice Outsiders.
1: Oh, I'm so looking forward to that.
0: Although I'm, I'm a, kind a little of, scared, but I'm, I'm looking forward to. I'm kind of annoyed. That it's going to be one of these. It's our own streaming service, and well, how are you going to have to? Do? Well, know. you got to pay for another one because you are going to have to pay for CBS All Access, to see Discovery. <laughs> I know. Oh, by the way, that it's gives a me model. that gives me a way it's to a uh, that gives me a way to plug some of our shows. Yeah, there you go. Because are. Star Trek Discovery is Star Trek, and we have a new show about Star Trek. Right. Uh, it is called Tribble Bites. <laughs> I thought it was clever. Um, Bytes, of course, spelled with a Y, of because, course. you know, byte information, yes. news right. about Star Trek. And digital. And digital. So uh, that streams live on our Twitch channel on Tuesday nights mm-hmm. at 7, although we may bump that back to 7.30. I'm not sure yet. So that's about a 20-minute, about a half-hour show. Uh, and then we also have uh, Dungeons & Dragons live gameplay on Monday nights. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, um, of course, we've got Salacious Crumbs over on our YouTube mm-hmm. channel, which we're in the discussion now and the planning phase to flip that over to Twitch to start doing that one live. Okay, Starting sure. in September. Uh, so we've got those. We've got uh, this podcast. We've got Zompocalypse Now that you host with Dustin and Mindy and Curtis. Y'all are talking about The Wolves That Are Teens right now. The Wolves now.
1: That Are Teens, the final season.
0: And let's see, what else? Uh, what are you
1: laughing at over there?
0: I guess that's... I guess that's pretty <laughs> much that's pretty much all it is. Now if any of you out there work uh for a coffee company, we're still looking for a sponsor because we do drink a lot of coffee. So all right, that's gonna do it for us this week. Next week we take on Google. Bum ba, bum.
1: Or we No. Well you won't. Um, well, it. <laughs> we'll, 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 we'll discuss we'll, the situation. We'll discuss
0: the Google kerfuffle next week on uh, on another another episode here. Uh, thanks very much for listening. If you want to uh, leave us a comment or send us an email, the email address is h two o at sci fi And of course, we have our social media. We are on all the social media mm-hmm. that matters. We are not on Snapchat. <sighs> Don't get me started on that, and uh, so that's going to do it for it's us. The filters, we just yeah. can't deal. We just, get, we can't, we just can't deal with those, those dog well, filters. I'm they won't. Sorry. They won't let me make our own. Oh. I want to well, make see, one. That's, so that's you know sad. what else? All right. So that's going to do it for us. Thanks very much for listening, folks. We will be back with another episode of H Two O next week. This has been a presentation of Sci-Fi for Me Radio. Copyright 2017 by Flaming Dog Media, LLC. All rights reserved. No portion of this program may be retransmitted without the express written consent of Flaming Dog Media.